Hi, everybody. This is Maria Pesson. I'm the founder of For Women Over 50. Women Over 50 is a podcast that has been running now for well over a year that we're doing great with. People are really enjoying. And we also have a Facebook group that you can be a part of and get tips and ideas of how to live your best life from now on. So today we have a lovely lady, Dean Bowers, who's joining us to tell us about her journey and her story. So Dean, you're on. Hi, everybody. Hi, my name is Dean Bowers, and I live outside of Charleston, South Carolina. And I think what my story is um, celebrates is listening to that inner voice that we each have that we sometimes are afraid to step into. And um, I have four adult children, but when my youngest left for college about 10 years ago, I panicked because I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. Um, I'm an artist and I've always had um, a part-time art business, but it was never a full-time vocation for me because I put my children first and volunteering with all their activities and whatnot. So when my nest was empty, I felt very empty and I really felt like I was, um, I don't know, I just felt like I was obsolete. And so my husband quickly said, listen, you've raised kids, you've volunteered, you've sat on boards and you are incredibly creative. Take this art business of yours and run with it. And so that's what I did. I was not savvy with social media or Facebook or websites. And I literally had to teach myself everything. Um, And when I couldn't learn it, I had to get my children to help me. Um, And so I started traveling to art shows and going up and down the Southeast Coast, attending shows and putting my art in galleries. And for a while, it was extremely fulfilling. Um, And then I basically ran myself ragged because I was not taking care of myself. And I kept putting off self-care in the backseat and said, I'll I'll take care of myself tomorrow. But right now I got to hustle. And so long story short, 2019 rolls around. And I've, I've physically feel bad because I, like I said, I've not been taking care of myself. I've been on the road um, and my art is suffering because I feel like I've lost the, the, that energy that was in that creative spark that was just so magical to tap into. Um, Instead, I was all about cranking out pieces and selling them. Um, And it just burned me out. And so by the time I'm 2019 rolled around, I realized that I couldn't keep this pace up. Um, And then the pandemic happened. And um, in a way, it was a gift because we were all locked at home. And it was a time that I came home to myself and made some major changes, um, both in my lifestyle and in my art, um, my art business. Maria, anytime you want to interject, I don't mean to just babble on. um, Don't worry about me. (laughs) Okay. So what I found 
that I most enjoyed. I, I set up a morning practice of yoga right when I woke up. What? I started of um, yoga and mindfulness. I'd go outside every day and start stretching and um, I'd forego watching the news um, because we That's were at the counter, the news. Yes. Um, and I had my youngest daughter was a nurse at the time and she still is a nurse, but she was a very new nurse. And I was so frightened by everything I was reading on the news that I just, I, I was doing myself more damage just watching the news 24 seven. Um, so what I started doing is a daily practice in the morning of yoga and eating better and just being quiet. And I, I'm never so one. Do you who, think that what caused that is your, your inability to go out and to stop and yes, like kind of live with yourself and, and think yeah. what you Yeah. Next yeah. Um, and because I, there was not a next thing for us to do, you know, we never knew how long we were going to be in this lockdown phase. So what long story short is I had a lot of time to think and what I realized that I loved most about making art is the community that I created with other artists and the ability to use my art to uplift others and just tapping into that initial joy of a new idea, of a fresh idea. And at the time, people were on YouTube and Instagram Live and they were using their gifts to comfort people during the pandemic, you know, people were having cooking classes and knitting classes and um, doing online yoga and things like that. And I was so inspired by how people were taking their, their talents and just spreading it out into the community. Um, and at the same time, I was reading about these nurses who were running low on um, PPE supplies and they were wearing trash bags. And I thought, what, what beautiful can-do spirit and selflessness. I, I wanna do something like that instead of look back on this unprecedented time thinking I was such a spoiled sport and feeling so sorry for myself. Um, and so I literally thought outside of the box how I could make a difference. And what I needed most was community with other people and a, a creative project that was bigger than myself. So you're and, saying basically that when you were feeling bad, instead of looking just inward, you also looked outward. Yes, and, and I saw it wasn't beautiful- Wasn't on yourself, it was a focus on others. Right. And um, just in keeping in contact with the artists that I had met through all of my art shows and that I follow on social media, I realized that I wasn't alone in feeling isolated and lonely and wringing my hands. What, what can we do? What can we do? Um, the blessing was that I was on a podcast about my personal art um, right as my ideas were starting to formulate. And at the end of the podcast, I asked the podcast um, producer if I could mention a project and just throw out to anyone interested 
to contact me. And um, I didn't know how it was going to turn out or what it was going to be about, but I just knew I needed a community of like-minded creative spirits who wanted to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And that's basically what I, what I said in my announcement. And beautifully enough, I had 19 people contact me from across the country, um, two from the West Coast, from nine different states. Um, I didn't know half of them, and they trusted me, though, and they trusted the spirit of community. And I told them that I wanted to do a project that would be a way for each of us to heal our angst and unrest during the pandemic, but also once the pieces came together and back to me, we could create this beautiful collaboration that we could dedicate to healthcare workers and hopefully have it travel around the country as airway of thanking all the healthcare professionals for their selflessness during this time. So what was um, the piece that you developed? Um, excuse me? What's the piece you developed? Okay, so it's called the Together While Apart Art Project. And I set it up um, where I would send each artist um, a piece to create in their own time, and then they would send it back to me kind of like the feel of an old fashioned quilt. But the problem is I'm not a quilter. Um, and so I needed to find something in my house because we were all on lockdown that I could um, cheaply send or uh, you know inexpensively send to other artists and as well keep the, pro um, the project sustainable. And I was walking around my house literally one afternoon and I opened the garage door um, and all the boxes fell at my feet that we had been receiving our groceries and Amazon purchases from. And I thought, aha, that's it. I'm going to cut up cardboard boxes and send each artist a number of squares and tell them to let their hands express what's in their heart and do whatever, um, whatever comes to mind during this period. And I gave everybody about two months to work on their pieces and I didn't give them any guidelines. I just said, create what makes you happy um, or, or just what you're feeling right now. And as these pieces came back, I was just blown away. They were so full of hope and light and love and positivity. And it was just an honor to be able to, to pull this piece together. Um, it was, it's made up of 35 squares and it's three feet by four feet. Um, and so once it was done, I put on my marketing hat and started sending emails and pictures of it out into the world. And the most amazing thing happened, the Smithsonian picked up on it and said, our facility is closed right now, but we would love for you to be part of our stories of 2020. Um, and then Channel Kindness, a nonprofit co-founded by Lady Gaga, picked up on it and said, I, we love this. We're going to feature it on our website. And then the National Organization of Arts and Health picked up on it. So it was just beautiful. I had, I had no idea 
that um, this would happen. But I think because my heart was in the right place and I just followed, followed my ideas and um, I got these other artists involved. And when I had self-doubt, they backed me up and said, come on, we're going to do this all together. And it was just a beautiful outpouring of, um, of hope and kindness at such a dark time. People can see this on your website, am I correct? Yes, yes, they can. So where would they go? So you would go to deanvbowersart.com. And we'll put that in the show notes. So that okay, great. People can um, click on it and find you. And so what is beautiful is this piece traveled for 10 months before finally being installed permanently at a hospital in Virginia. And um, it was just, it's been the most rewarding, fulfilling project I've ever done as an artist. And before- and it all raised money, didn't it? Well, that was the, that's how this project then bored the idea of a campaign because I felt like with all the national recognition, I wanted to do one last thing with this project that was very philanthropic. And so I was looking for nonprofits that involved mental wellness and healthcare workers to partner with to help me create a fundraiser. And I reached out to the American Nurses Association and within 30 minutes of receiving my email, they emailed me back and said, we would love to partner with you. We're a nonprofit, the donations are tax deductible and all the money will flow directly to us. And it was perfect. And so I set a goal of $20,200, which reflects the year 2020 when our health care workers became heroes and our gentle ask was $20 and 20 cents. And what the money raised goes towards is providing mental wellness services for RNs um, across the country because our nurses have been stretched to a breaking point and many are burned out and suffer from post-traumatic stress and do my not receive the wellness care. Yeah, my best friend retired this past um, summer because yes. she couldn't do it anymore. She was so worn out. That's right. And so unfortunately, a lot of these nurses um, are having to choose between taking care of themselves or taking care of their patients. And a lot of their benefits don't cover the wellness care. So that is where I stepped in and the artist in this project stepped in too. And so far, um, we have raised over $13,000. And this is going to the American Nurses Foundation Wellness Initiative. And they did not have a program like this before the pandemic, basically because they didn't need one. And now um, as the effects of the um, pandemic are just continuing to be felt, they realize that nurses need extra support. So the wellness initiative not only provides mental wellness and mental health counseling, but also physical wellness, financial planning, and job enrichment. 
So that was just an offshoot of this project. Um, and it's just been beautiful. So, um, so what I love about your story is that you devoted your life to raising your children and um, taking care of your household. Yes, you had a part-time gig, but your focus was on your children and your home and your husband. And so many women that um, are in our age group that come to this point in their life didn't have careers, they stayed home. And now they're empty nesters. Some of them are getting divorced or maybe lost their husband, some other, you know, through death. Right. You know, they find themselves on their own. Maybe they don't have as much money as they used to have. They certainly feel sad and they certainly feel lost. And, but there's life after 50. It doesn't have to be like that. It could be the best time of your life. And that's what we advocate on for women over 50 is this could be the best time of your life or it could be a, just a different time. It's a different um, a different way to explore how you live. So in your case, you went from being a family person only to now being a philanthropic person, a person who creates um, groups and committees and and I and comes up with ideas of how to enrich women and men and people everywhere. Well, I will say still at five o'clock, I always look at my watch and think, oh my gosh, so-and-so is going to be home. What, what's for dinner? You know, that I yes. guess that trait will always be in me. Um, but so the beautiful thing about the Together While Apart project it helped me evolve as a person. And I have never been more confident in my life than I am now. And um, I went- benefits of our age. Oh my gosh, we just, I don't know if it's because we just don't care anymore or we're like, eh, you know, things all come out in the wash. It'll all work out. But so once this project was complete, I had five of the artists, who were part of it say, please do another project. This has been so enriching and it's just been so fun being in a community with other creatives. Um, Please do something again. And so I thought about it and I said, you know, I've learned so much. I would be a fool not to do something. And so I, I, I um, started another project and it was right um, this time last year as everything was opening back up and we were all starting a new normal and it was basically a fresh start for all of us so um, whether it be a good fresh start or a bad fresh start it was still a fresh start because it was post-pandemic and so this project is called the fresh start project and it's made up completely of women and not everybody is an artist Um, There are people from all walks of life and they are all exploring and developing their creative eye and their creative skills. And the beautiful thing is um, I have people who have had to start fresh starts because their lives have been upended by either death, divorce, moving, new jobs, emptiness, et cetera. So they all personally know what a fresh start means and entails and so 
with the artwork that is part of the Fresh Start project, each artist has been asked to create what a Fresh Start represents to them. And the pieces are slowly coming back to me and it's still in the formula, um, formulating process, but the pieces I have received back are so encouraging and they are so full of imagination and I just, I, it, they just warm me up and invigorate and inspire me. So what we hope to do with this final piece of artwork when it's ready to go out into the world is send it out to women's advocacy centers where there are so many women who are struggling to make their own fresh starts to show them a visual reminder of, you know, you can have a fresh start. It might not be easy, but it is totally doable. And worth it. And so worth it. So that has been another offshoot of the Together While Apart project. And then the third um, offshoot has been a passion project I've created with my daughter. Um, she's a school teacher and she and I talk a lot about children be, and raising children in this day and time and the toxic climate between uh, politics and social media and just how it's not simple like it was when either they were small and definitely not when I was small. And so we were just talking about love and kindness and um, one February with her students, she asked everybody to just brainstorm on what love meant to the, to them. And well, she was students. Yes, what love meant to their her students. No, and she, asking how old the students were. Oh, they're elementary school. Um, they be, so they they're be, um, five to five to nine. And, oh, and so she started telling me these um, these reflections, and they were adorable and so simple and so pure and honest. And so I said, we got to write a book. And so what I did is I went on social media um, on February, uh, starting February 1st, and I asked all of my followers to send me either messages or just a description of what love meant to them. And I said, the simpler, the better. And so by the time um, it was all said and done, we had about 50 amazing beautiful reflections. And so we chose maybe our top 15 and I did the illustrations and my daughter did all the, the web and, you know, pulling it together and, and publishing it. And we're due to get our first copy today. Um, the book yeah. is called Love Is, and it's our hope that children and their favorite adults will sit together and read the book and then have a beautiful discussion about what love means to each of them. Well, I'll definitely um, have to get that book. Well, we just thought, what better time? And I think there's nothing that I look, I, I remember sitting in my parents' lap or my grandparents' lap when I was young and having them read to me. And there's just such a safe, secure, comforting feeling of that. And it, it works that way for the adults too. Cause I used to love reading to my children when they were little. I read to my um, too. It's just such a, uh, so, something that I hope nobody will ever 
um, make books obsolete because that is such a beautiful, um, calm um, way to either begin your day or end your day. And um, so that's what we've done. And I tell you, it's all come together because I just took the courage and I didn't look for a gatekeeper and I didn't look for somebody to give me permission. I just said, I believe in myself and I believe in what I want to do, and I'm going to make it happen. How old are you, Dean? I'm, um, I'm almost 59. Oh, you're still a baby. I'm still a baby. And you know what? I think there are a lot of um, media stars out there who are 60 and over who are such great examples of um, don't put me out to pasture yet, you know? And I, and I love that. I think life is is better and more enriching um as we get older because the simple you don't things, have the same angst that we used to have exactly and you know i see that in my my children with their interpersonal relationships and the overthinking and you know what what are people gonna think and oh my gosh it is so liberating to finally be of age that you know you really i don't really care what people think as long as i'm i am a kind, good-hearted person and uplifting other people, that's all that matters. You know, I'm not going to try to shrink myself just to fit in. There's an old joke that says, when you're in your 20s, you're worried that everybody's talking about you and thinking about you. Then when you're in your 40s, um, you don't care what people think. And (laughs) But when you're in your 60s, you realize nobody's been thinking about you at all. Well, and there you go. That's just it. And I think um, there's nothing more um, magnetizing than to be around an older person who just seems to have this joy in life, who is self-confident but and energized. And that inner beauty is just um, amazing. And so when I would see friends of my mom's who were like that, and maybe who were out doing yoga on the beach or, or just um, getting up and dancing and just such free spirits, I always thought, I want to be like that. I don't want to be one of those women that lets their age define them. I want to say, forget it. I might be 58, but I'm going to feel like I'm 18. Exactly. So Dean, we're coming to the um, end of our podcast. So I'm going to switch gears for a moment and I'm going to ask you a question that I ask everybody. And that is, since you've turned 50, what are your three superpowers that you've developed? I've thought about these and I think one of them is that I know how to make my own magic and I have the clarity um, to live way to live the way I want and I think it's because of all the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs that I've um, lived through and that by the time we're in our 50s we've all experienced that contribute to this special magical recipe that empowers me and lights me up Um, my second superpower I believe is the courage to do my own thing and to see it through with conviction and dedication. Um, Not not being a hermit about it or entitled about it or isolating it about it, but knowing that I don't need a gatekeeper or permission to do something new new and exciting. Um, 
and then I think my third superpower is that I'm approachable and I'm friendly. Um, I'm humble and I'm, I try to be kind to everyone I meet and make sure to say hello and thank you that I come into contact with. And I always try to find the silver lining um, in even the worst situations without being toxically positive. <laughs> is that such a thing? <laughs> is that like a Pollyanna? Yeah, it's just like, you know, you're almost too, too happy, too positive. And I, and I don't do that, but I definitely, I might not be able to see the silver lining the same day or the same week, the same year, but sometimes I think it's from the hardships that we learn and grow the best and the most. And yeah. So um, anyway, so Jean, thank you so much. I am really excited that you were on our podcast today. I loved learning about what you're doing and, and how you've made such a beautiful thing out of your semi-retirement. When our kids are grown, I think we kind of retire. We think of it. It's kind of like a retirement. So your retirement um, led to something really fantastic and beautiful. So thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. And you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Oh, and anybody who wants to join for Women Over 50, go to our website and you can get on our mailing list. And it's for womenover50.com or join us on our Facebook page, also called for women over 50. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye.